0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. In much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Here are your hosts, Jay. And Dre. Y'all know what time it is? It is time for a much less detailed podcast here with you live on a. Wait, is, is, this, is this Tuesday? Oh my! Oh my God! Wait, we're both here on a Tuesday night, December the fourth, two thousand eighteen, to break down Week thirteen in the NFL. I'm Dre. He's Jay. If you've been listening to this show, you know that this news about Mike McCarthy being fired as the Green Bay Packers head coach is not really news because one of these hosts of this show has been calling for this for about the past 47 years, and it finally happened this past Sunday, Uh, and I definitely want to get his perspective on it right off the bat. Uh, The firing may have been short and quick, uh, depending on your perspective, when it happened Sunday Uh, right after the game right after they lost to the Arizona Cardinals but it wasn't quick enough because my friend Jason texted me right before it happened they gotta fire this guy now right I mean it was so obvious what was going on there so as, as I get the the taps ready to play for Mike McCarthy's career that's the end of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay I definitely want to get Jason's perspective what is the tenor up there about this move uh, in wisconsin near green bay where you live what is the reaction uh, is it a surprise is it too soon is it right on time what are people saying about this move up there
0: i think the reaction is relief you, you know there's that there's that there's it's it's final you know something that has been lingering for a while is now it's now it's over and it's time to move on and what's the plan for the future. Um, yeah, I actually have the, it's funny you reference that text I sent you. I have it here in my, uh, in my texts that's three twenty two PM on Sunday. Now that was a noon kickoff, right? <laughs> yeah. Three twenty two PM. My, my text you basically the game had just ended. Uh, Mason Crosby missed the field goal uh, again. I mean, they could have done, a, they could have had a combo meal there with Crosby and McCarthy. Um, yeah, they te- my text to you, pretty much that game, I think they were still shaking hands on the field, and my text to you was, oh, man, they have to fire McCarthy now, right? <laughs> I mean,
1: sure there's no
0: choice. There, there's no choice. I mean, okay, so Crosby makes the kick. They, they Maybe they, they limp into an overtime win, but, you know, maybe that – Extends McCarthy for another week, and it just sort of becomes the death watch continues. No, it this was this was pretty much just a that was a public execution on on Sunday. That team was uninspired. Mercy killing. That was a mercy killing. That team looked that that team was flat. Uh, I pretty much was watching the reactions of Aaron Rodgers after he was missing throw after throw after throw, and his look on his face was kind of like, "Eh, so what. I mean, so it was basically, you were watching the quarterback quit on the team. You were watching the team quit on itself. That team made zero. Once again, the sort of the hallmark of the Mike McCarthy era in Green Bay, zero halftime adjustments. I mean, how long have I been going on that one for? I mean, that's like an oldie but goodie here at IMLD with me barking at McCarthy about not making any adjustments at halftime. And then sure enough, they, they did not adjust at all. And Arizona just hung around and hung around and, 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 the Arizona Cardinals, the the worst offense in football, a two win team, went to Lambeau and, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, euthanized uh, the coaching career in Green Bay of, of Mike McCarthy, and it needed to happen. I'm sad because, man, what am I going to talk about now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was your calling card. You were yeah. all about Mike McCarthy's finishing. I mean, Green I was Bay. doing
0: it before it was cool.
1: That's right. You were a trendsetter.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is back, this is even way before, you know, even the whispers were starting that I was starting to highlight, like, you know, I don't think this guy's as good of a coach as as you're giving him credit for, you know. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know what? They had had a 13-year run. He has an outstanding win-loss record, uh, Super Bowl bounced three times from another three nfc championship games so he's got a street up here named green bay named after him so you know you bring a you bring a super bowl to green bay you get a street named after you but eventually even the time runs out for Hugh. he didn't get to dictate his own terms the way mike holmgren did um he got sort of unceremoniously bounced in what was a pretty much a disaster of the last two seasons so now the Now the focus is on, you know, what are they going to do? Who are they going to bring in? It's interesting to see all the, like, everybody's looking for, like, the hot, cool college names. Honestly, I don't think you're going to get a college coach to come here. I think this is going to have to be coordinator or retread territory because whoever you're bringing in is basically going to try to manage the last, what, three to five years of Aaron Rodgers' career. Mm-hmm. And basically try to win as fast as they possibly can, because this is gonna if if they're gonna do this, it's gonna have to be a quick rebuild with a three to five year window with an immediate breakdown and then try to build again for a future after their Hall of Fame quarterback moves on. So I don't think they go the college route. I think they go with somebody who's got some n f l experience. Um, I, I would you know everybody thinks it's going to be an offensive guy. I wouldn't be stunned to see them bring in more defensive minded head coach and just try to make a splash uh, with a with an OC to work with uh, to work with Rogers. So I don't think it's automatically going to be a Sean McVay type, which is the, the the cool name now, right? The Doug Peterson, Sean McVay. It doesn't have to be a head coach. Because Aaron Rodgers doesn't really need a quarterback guru. He just needs an offensive coordinator with some competency.
1: Need somebody so, who doesn't hate and somebody you can trust.
0: Yeah. So I think it's really going to and, and McCarthy basically was, the, the he was kind of the de facto offensive coordinator. So I wouldn't be stunned. I know it's not going to be the cool thing. I would not be stunned to see them go with a defense first head coach and try to pluck, um, sort of an up and coming offensive coordinator to come in and maybe even end up grooming that guy to be a head coach as a replacement down the road. Cause you know, they need help on both sides of the ball and this is not a team that does a big thing, big things in free agency. So pretty much the team you're looking at is the team they're going to have to try to slap this thing together with. They're going to draft better than they're used to uh, this year. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is is good enough, and that offense is good enough if there's some creativity and you know some some line play, and and, and he doesn't have to run for his life half the time. That they they could still turn this thing around, and they could win the division next year with minor changes. But the one thing that had to go was yeah, Mike McCarthy just wasn't getting wasn't getting through to that team anymore. And again, one of the worst in game managers I, that you can see.
1: And Probably the most important aspect of that is just how early in the process, or how long ago, that he lost. He clearly lost the confidence of his star Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. It's obvious Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust him or doesn't uh, think much of his uh, play-calling skills or anything that he's doing as a coach. So once he's kind of checked out, and it was obvious he's checked out, uh, he couldn't oh, he even quit answer in this
0: game straight. This is Arizona game, Aaron Rodgers, that was full-on quit.
1: And Rogers did couldn't not answer, couldn't answer straight in in the press conference after the game, uh, what his relationship was with Mike McCarthy, what uh, what kind of respect that he had for him. He, he basically sidestepped all that. He could not answer the question because he knew what he wanted to say, and it was not going to be very complimentary. So I guess give him kudos for being professional. Yeah. But he, he didn't want to dance
0: on the guy's didn't want to dance on the guy's grave. But he Rogers. Clearly won out here. He he got what he wanted, and I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be shocked if deep down in his heart of heart if if he wasn't just half assing it.
1: He, he played like he had contempt for his coach. That that's I'll agree with you there. I don't know about quit, but he played like he did not give a damn about uh, who was coaching or what was happening out there. uh that, I it was bad. Game.
0: I watched that game. I, I watched that game from from beginning to end because I I had to. I mean it was the <laughs> local game and uh, wasn't the game I would have preferred to have watched but that was the game that was on it was a quit it it was it, it wasn't so much in the play which was uninspired it was in all the shots in between plays all the reaction shots there was there was nothing there there, there was no there's very little fire a couple of times he kind of like you know gave it to his wide receivers a little bit but the actual effort and, and gameplay and yeah, I I think I think he knew. I I'm, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be shocked, and I don't think anybody would like to have this said about them that he didn't facilitate it a little bit.
1: Hmm. Man, that's 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 tough. That is very tough as a professional to to have that put on you. But if that's what it looks like, then
0: see if we we don't work for ESPN or one of the big sports networks, we we can say it here, right. I say that on Fox. That's a hot take. And, you know, the, you know, the NFL signing their checks. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, in, we're in the pocket of nobody.
1: That's right. I'd, I'd like to be in the pocket of somebody. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind.
0: <laughs> if wants to start sending us money, we'll say a lot of nice things about you.
1: No, no problem at all with that.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah to your point about the worst offense in the league coming in and doing that to the Packers defense Arizona uh came in dead last in the league in rushing yardage and ran for a buck 82 on the Packers yeah. so that's a that's a very good point that you bring up that they may just go find like a defensive guy to sort of put the hammer down as the coach and then groom a, a young OC underneath him or something like that cuz that defense definitely needs work they need help yeah. big time shoring up that defense but I don't know how good it is to have a higher draft pick than normal because they just proved that if you get drafted by them and you perform well, they may still just trade your ass anyway because they don't want to pay you. So it doesn't matter. You come in and do your job, and they just hey,
0: yeah. you know, after three years, hey, we're not going to. And that defenses services. that defenses looked a little different without Ha back there, huh?
1: Because he's a good player. I'm, I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm. Almost hyping him up for the Hall of Fame. I'm not trying to say that, but goddamn, he's he was good at his job. He drafted a a, a free safety, he was, and he played yeah. good free safety. Uh, well, I don't know what a else he
0: wanted. Borderline Pro Bowl player. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, he was absolutely, good at his job. I, and, and, and again, they were real. they weren't going to pony up and pay him the money, but he still could have helped you this year. It was it's the Golden Tate thing all over again. Oh yeah, by the way, in that Monday night game, that Golden Tate, he can still play.
1: He's not bad either. Yeah,
0: he looks pretty good. That was one of my. That was one of my takeaways from the Monday night game: is that uh, Golden Tate uh, is still pretty good. And man, I, you can't stop but laughing every time you watch Mark Sanchez under center.
1: He had a well, another almost butt fumble situation, right, where you had to corral the fumble underneath his ass and try to hold on to the possession that the, way. I'm like, play, what is it with this guy and and asses? It, every time he gets play. on the. On the
0: that I laughed at the most was the play where he took a snap and just started running around backwards, (laughs) holding the ball out, looking for somebody to pitch the ball to. And you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. He was supposed to and and then pitches the ball to like a (laughs) wide receiver. And this is now like twenty yards deep. Who then proceeds to like turn the corner and lose like twelve yards on the play. And Mark Sanchez just running around with the ball out. Like he's, you know, trying to like, like he's got a divining rod. He's looking for water. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, that's Mark Sanchez. This is why Colin Kaepernick can't get a job because why could he, why should he get a job and, and, and save us, you know, the pleasure of watching Peterman and, and, you know, and watching and, and watching, uh, Oh God, who, who was it? You know, for for Jacksonville, who played quarterback this week, or Cody Kessler, Cody Kessler. Or, or Mark Sanchez. I mean, they can't give Kaepernick a job when you've got this much hilarity in the NFL.
1: So much great talent at the J- position. Chase Daniel, bring him in. Oh, don't even get me started on that guy. Um, <laughs>
0: hey, we called it. We, we we both called the trap there for the Bears, yeah, and. Yeah, we uh, did. They tried. The Bears really tried to, to, to get out of it with that 10-point comeback in the final two minutes, but it just wasn't good enough.
1: I can't believe he led the comeback. Uh, and, but then again, I'm not well, that surprised was that they Cohen. lost. <laughs> no, who, the the to the <laughs> who threw the touchdown to
0: tie the game? No, who threw the touchdown to tie the game? It was not Chase Daniel. That, that it was, was Tariq Cohen led the comeback. Yeah, it was Tariq Cohen and on wheel routes and Tariq Cohen throwing touchdowns. So I'm, I'm going to give Tariq Cohen way more credit than uh, Chase Daniel there. And the Tariq Bears Cohen on uh, a... coaches knowing, knowing who to who to go to.
1: <laughs> right. Who to trust with uh, no yep. time on the clock. It was not Chase Daniel. It was Tariq Cohen on, a, on another Philly special. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. But nonetheless, I, I, Daniel did make some plays to to help bring him back, and then he made the plays to help them lose the game because he had some terrible throws out there. And I can't believe they even came that close because the Giants really had them put down. The Giants, of course, not trusting Eli Manning all the way because the big touchdown throw came from Odell Beckham. So yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think either coach trusted either quarterback in that game.
0: And but you know that was not the cool pick for us uh, that you know to make. And and we both went um, opposing the Bears there, who were riding pretty high. I mean, they were walking away with this, they probably still are walking away with the division. But right. you know they're they're. You know, that that just felt like, you know, that was one of those things with the field pick. And that was a spot where it just, it felt like a team ready, you know, a young team in a tough spot, even though it was against a bad team, just ready to go lay an egg. And they did.
1: Yeah. They, uh, that pick uh, helped us uh, along on, on two successful weeks. You put up a nine and six yeah. and I went 11 and four. And what really, irritated me about the 11 and 4, and yes, I know I'm being an asshole complaining about four losses, but look. We have a push two, in there? Did we 11 and
0: 2? Was there two buys?
1: Uh, uh, 15, uh, no, I, I screwed up. Let's see. 11 oh. and 5 and 9 and, and, okay. nine and
0: 7, that's what okay. happened. Okay, I was just wondering if they were like, Man, it only adds up to 15.
1: Uh, you're right. I completely forgot okay. to count the loss. The key, the
0: key thing is I had 9 and you had 11.
1: That's right. Um, but I'm sitting there at, at 11 and three before the night games and I'm really oh, looking at sure. a good week. Uh, so then the Steelers come out and, and just absolutely hold another master class in how to play a fucking football. Only
0: the Steelers, only the Steelers My God. can do that.
1: That was amazing to watch. Like how well they were playing in the first half and then the second half starts and it's, they just, they forget how to play football. Just completely forgot how.
0: And, and I'll and tell you, was... Philip Rivers though, I, I give him a lot of credit too because he stood in there. And, and, I mean, in some tight spots, I mean, there were dudes laying all around him and hitting him that whole game, and he just kept making the throws. He he did not quit, a Aaron, you know, unlike Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, Philip Rivers really, I mean, I give him. I know Pittsburgh blew it in true Pittsburgh fashion. But we, we've seen Pittsburgh do this before, and, and still squeak out the wins. And uh, yeah, Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, he was a beast in that game. There was that uh, that third-string running back for the for the Chargers. It was Jackson making all sorts Jackson, of big Jackson. runs and plays. I mean, this was don't forget they did not have Melvin Gordon in that game.
1: So they just go to Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, no problem, right?
0: I mean, so yeah, back and forth, both teams, again, one of the, probably the second worst officiated game of the weekend, um, after the (laughs) Thursday night game, there it was right there in vivid detail for everybody who wants to see how bad NFL officiating is, you had two primetime games this last week that just really highlighted that for you, but yeah i mean the steelers choke job is is in is in full effect here but the the, the chargers i was impressed
1: no I I, that. I, was, I
0: I did not expect that out of the chargers i expected them to do what they did for the first half for the whole game
1: right no i'll give the uh philip rivers and the chargers credit for making the adjustments but on the other hand also why why can't pittsburgh figure out what what kind of coverage that they want why, why is this a problem still every game that they keep? Butler can't figure out. Does he want to play man? Does he want to play zone? And they, they're always in between. And there's Keenan Allen just going to the to the zone spot and stopping and catching the ball repeatedly with four guys surrounding him. Like, how do you not still know what coverages you want to play? And I think that made the big difference. Is that allowed Phillip Rivers to basically dissect you when he figures out? Oh, they're in that soft ass zone that they don't really play very well. Okay, just go keep going to the same guys over and over again. Oh look, they're trying to play man. Let's go over the top to to uh was it Mike Williams or Tyrell, one of the Williams.
0: Uh that he just yeah.
1: bombs it over the top of him. So it, it, that that's the big problem. That was Tyrell
0: Williams. Williams, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. So that's the big problem. Is figure out what coverage you're playing and then play it well and, and we'll go from there. But on top of that, then uh not a, not the best night for a special teams unit. You get the punt return touchdown <laughs> yeah. that the Steelers give up. You get the Game tying uh, or the game winning field goal by San Diego by L. A. Uh, that they hook and miss the first time, but it's offsides, so they get another shot, and then they get it blocked. But guess what? They're offsides again, so they get a third shot in which they kick it through. And guess what? Pittsburgh was offsides again. So if they would have missed that, uh, they would have had yet a fourth chance. How yeah. do you?
0: I get mean, on, three straight times on the game winning field goal. The the Pittsburgh guy who was offsides was so far offsides. He, mis- I mean, he ran past the kick. Right,
1: because he was so early. It was a great so, party. So his, timing
0: was, his, tar- his timing was so good, he actually ran past the kick, and the kicker kicked it the other direction.
1: Like, how many ways can you figure out how to blow a game? The Steelers are, are working on trying to figure out how many ways. So so that was fucked up as far as uh, our, our pick goes. We both had the Steelers. And then Monday night comes uh, with the Redskins, and I'm relying on Colt McCoy at six and a half uh at philadelphia and then colt mccoy bangs his leg off of somebody and breaks his yeah. leg so here comes another sanchez. another
0: red skin broken leg
1: it's crazy what a what a weird season it is for washington quarterback so here comes sanchez and i'm just of course as you can imagine going oh fuck me fuck yeah. me fuck me you,
0: you knew right you knew at that point
1: no they gave me a couple of hope spots Oh. The first play that that Sanchez runs is a handoff to Adrian Peterson and goes ninety yards.
0: Yeah, but I think and it, I'm like, after oh. that play, if you watch real close, I think Adrian Peterson just kept running right out of the stadium because I don't think you saw him again after that play very much.
1: He didn't have too much after that. He didn't I'm still much
0: uh, he was tired. <laughs> I can I
1: can still declare the Eagles uh completely ineligible to to repeat. Uh, or win another title anytime soon because no team can come close to competing for a championship that allows 73 year old Adrian Peterson to run for an NDR touchdown. Why are your young DBs losing ground trying to chase Adrian Peterson? Are you that bad? In your back end, I know they yeah, got they got a lot of guys that are hurt, but how do you let him just run away from you and you can't even put a finger on him? That's, that's they just
0: they didn't repulsive. they didn't start catching up to Adrian Peterson until about the twenty yard line when Adrian just decided to start coasting the rest of the way.
1: Yes, he was the the racehorse that pulled up towards the line because he didn't have to give his all anymore. He
0: was already he, he right. already
1: run the he already run, uh, ran the race and, and won it. So right. that was one. So that was one hope spot that you'd get Sanchez in and you take the lead his first play. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he can just keep running the ball and, and avoid any disasters. And, and then uh, I believe it was after that play um, that the Eagles get the long drive down the field and Carson Wentz throws the uh, interception in the end zone, right to Josh Norman. And that was another whole spot. Okay. Hey, the, the big defensive play. and, and then, the run back is out to like the 40 yard line and they don't go anywhere at that point because Sanchez is still the quarterback and uh, they pretty much did nothing from there. So I I got a couple of spots here that made me think that I can survive and maybe get a a, a cheap victory on this Sanchez coming in, but no, Mark Sanchez did what Mark Sanchez does and they had no
0: chance uh, after that. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much, boils down the the, the two primetime games there, you know. But I, I didn't – I went to bed, honestly, when that was Washington, right after the 90-yard touchdown run. So it was 13-7, I believe, at that point. Yeah, it's going to win. I, just, I had to go to bed, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm going to lose this. Washington, really? I mean, the team that well, – go don't forget, I picked them to go to the playoffs, but they just – how do you keep accumulating – injuries, and not just injuries, but, you know, top-level injuries to that offense, all the offensive line, both your quarterbacks now. But I didn't know about the whole Sanchez thing. So I woke up this morning to see that Washington didn't score again and that Sanchez had come into the game. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I I was like, yes, okay, I got that one. My my week, you didn't blow me out this week, but, you know, you still, you just keep... Keep going, you know, this season of years, this charmed season of years just continues.
1: Uh, I'm still second in the uh, pick watch contest to this one guy. This one guy is ahead of me by one game. And you know what game now that I can look at and say that this is why he's ahead of me is because uh, I had uh, Buffalo at Miami. I waited till, of <laughs> course, Saturday night to pick that. And that spread, when I picked it, was Buffalo uh, plus three and a half and yeah. he picked it much earlier in the week, and he got Buffalo plus five. And that's oh. why he's oh, ahead yeah. of me by one game, and I'm behind him got by it. one game. That, so, you that both game.
0: Had, so you both had Buffalo.
1: But he won the pick.
0: But he won the And pick. I didn't. Ouch. Because the yeah, Dolphins won by four. That's That's some hurt, yes. I was glad for that. Thank you, Miami. I needed that one.
1: The Dolphins won by four, being outgained in yardage by 130 yep. yards, 140 yards uh, by Buffalo. Um, I don't even, I'm not i am not going to break that down. I'm not going to pretend like I watched any of that game, but you get games like that every now and then during a the year where a team gets outgained by some ungodly number and still managed to win the game, and that's, yep. that's the Buffalo Bills for you, I guess.
0: I have no other, I have
1: no Wouldn't other explanation. Wouldn't
0: that be but... – uh, I believe Washington-Tamp would be the other relevant example of that.
1: Oh, just this year?
0: Yeah, just a few weeks ago where, you know, Tampa got into the red zone five times and got three whole points and ended up somehow – and they're like more than double the yardage of the Washington Redskins in that game. Mm. Yeah, it, it happens. Yards. Yeah. So, uh, speed, yeah, and Speed, we talked about the Steelers and the disappointment that is the Pittsburghs. There were a few teams lining up for the, you know, on the disappointment train this week. And, uh, boy, what about Carolina?
1: What's wrong with the Carolina Panthers?
0: That one, I mean, I, I had Tampa. I, did we both have Tampa in that one? Sure did. Yeah, I mean, that felt right. And, but that wasn't uh, how
1: I thought they were going to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, well. I, didn't,
1: I did not have the Tampa defense uh, yeah, handling Cam Newton and picking him off four times as, as a way for Tampa to win that game. That is not the way I saw that happening.
0: But that, yeah, no, we expected it to be Tampa exploiting Carolina's poorest secondary. But, yeah, that looked like... Well, but the Carolina has a little has a little Pittsburgh in them. They they they, they expect <laughs> to show up, and that's all they have to do. And they're playing, you know, and it doesn't always work.
1: No, when you uh, when Tampa doesn't beat you by airing it out with Jameis Winston, but instead beat you with their defense, uh, you're in trouble already. And then at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw what happened, but Cam Newton might be in trouble physically because he has a hail mary attempt. Comes up well short. Maybe ten, maybe at the the ten yard line or so is where the ball got to. But there was a defensive penalty, so they extended the play, the game one more play, one untimed down, uh, and they still need a hail mary to tie the game. And they pulled Cam Newton off the field and sent whoever the backup quarterback is—I think his name is Taylor Heineke or Henneke or something like that—to throw the hail mary because Cam couldn't get it there before. Cam Newton has a weak arm. All of a sudden, and can't get the ball there. Uh oh, that's trouble. (laughs)
0: <laughs> cam's got a big arm so uh yeah. what gives
1: something's going on there you know how we see it so many times as baseball fans where the pitcher has the big arm all of a sudden the fastball's going 89 90 miles an hour and you go uh-oh that's something's going on we don't know exactly what but something ain't right that's that's what you're seeing with cam newton right now something's not right with that young man
0: yeah and not a good spot for them and you know that 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 bottom of the NFC Wild Card picture is just, boy, it's ugly.
1: It is. There's going to be uh, some some three thirty in the afternoon ugly ass football being played uh, in, on Wild Card Saturday. I, I think that's pretty much guaranteed.
0: Yeah, with the you got five teams basically all within about a game of each other, even though Minnesota technically is a game and a half or half a game up, depending on whether they're up over the six win or the five win. That, that tie, that Viking tie, damn it, that's going yeah. to get them in. That tie is going to get them in.
1: <laughs> it might. It <laughs> sure might. Uh, and and they're not playing uh, very deserving right now either. They kind of uh bugs at New England because the Patriots kind of, uh, and this went the way I, uh, I think we both thought it would, it, the New England just kind of did what they did, and the Patriots couldn't really keep or the the Vikings really couldn't keep up with the Patriots offensive wise and Kirk Cousins had some of those Kirk Cousins throws that you are always talking about as well that he just kind of gives it up and seems like he doesn't uh, know what's happening and it it wasn't prime time but it was was basically a night game because it was a late afternoon East Coast game so it was dark basically by the end of the first quarter Um, and I don't know maybe he's got some vision issues but he does not play well at night it would appear.
0: Yeah, and I expected Minnesota to hang a little bit tougher and actually hang a lot more than 10 on yeah. the Patriots' defense. that That's, come on, you, you got to do better than that. But yeah, Kirk Cousins throws the ball away a couple of times. They never really feel like they get into any kind of a rhythm. And the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots did anything exemplary in the game. They just did their jobs. They showed up. They went to work.
1: Right. And the Patriots come into the game with the, the 25th-ranked pass defense in the league. And Kirk Cousins throws her two oh one. That's yeah, no. so not acceptable. Especially for his contract.
0: No, that, that that's again, you bring up the contract. That boy, Case Keenum could've done that.
1: Yeah. For a lot less money.
0: It sure could have. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, uh, uh, Carolina's in trouble. Vikings are uh, – they look to be in some trouble as far as I'm concerned. That offense is really predicated, as I've already said, on having both Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen healthy and productive. And when one is kind of off or both are kind of off, as, as was the case in this game, then they, they just kind of fall apart like a old station wagon, just piece by piece falling in, like a victory auto records car, just falling yeah. apart right in front of your eyes.
0: So uh, we haven't really talked about it yet, because boy, who who wants to? But uh, I, I guess that quarterback change was all the Jaguars needed.
1: Six to nothing. Um,
0: I mean, uh, that defense—they showed up. Yeah,
1: they put it on the Colts. Uh, I did not expect that. I definitely uh, lost that pick. Uh, this is just a, a situation of the Jaguars had played so subpar all year. Uh, the defense had not been anywhere near where either one of us thought it was, and that it was basically my turn to jump off the train and jump, you know, and, and just declare that the Jaguars are are finished and they're not worthy of being picked. And I didn't trust him. I didn't know when they were going to be worthy of being picked. And basically, I underestimated the defense and I, and I did not really trust uh, the numbers. They're not nearly as bad this year uh, as they have looked. That was still the third best uh, pass defense in football this year coming into the Colts game. It's going to be a little better after the the Colts game. Cause they didn't give Andrew luck too much anything. And they really more impressively shut down the running attack that Indy had uh, really made themselves dangerous running the football and the Jaguars gave them nothing on the ground. And, and that really predicated everything. Um, but yeah, the Jacksonville D wasn't that bad this year. I just acted like they were because they were not as good as I thought they would be. Uh, so I, I should not have been so dismissive of, of, of the Jaguars. So I definitely would say my bad on that one. Um, and then on the flip side, we've been praising uh, the Colts a lot and how they have been looking Maybe Indy isn't all that good, but you kind of look at the talent around the the Colts, and uh, that's uh, kind of like the Vikings' offense. If T.Y. Hilton isn't clicking and and Andrew Luck isn't hooking up with him, that offense really kind of falls apart, and there's really nothing else there uh, talent-wise after that.
0: No, that offense lately has just been T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. That's it. Last, every time I watch a highlight or I see anything of an indie game, it's one of those two guys that's that's, that's doing the damage, and that is that's about all she wrote for the indie uh, for the indie Colts. But you know that the Jaguars are going to be an interesting case here over the last four games because now that they have no pressure, they really do seem like that team that's going to play a lot more loose. It might actually do a little damage here in the last four games against teams that aren't expecting them to show up because, you know, we see this all the time with teams, right? We see it in baseball. You see it with hitters. It's like once once you're like eliminated, you know, all of a sudden you play better. I think, you know, baseball is a really good example of that, you know, where people just don't come up clutch and, you know, now they're 26 games out of first and all of a sudden the guys who were the hitters on that team suddenly show up and they start to hit. And I'm wondering if the Jaguars are going to be, you know, they, they had to try to live up to all that pressure, you know, like of especially with us. You know, we both had them going to the Super Bowl and, uh, showed, you, know, you know, having to live up just to that was going to be hard enough for the Jaguars. But now that they're now that they're out of it, is this what we're going to see from them? Are they going to go back to being the Jaguars now that? now that nobody cares about him anymore?
1: it's a great question. Um, I it, I think there's a chance that that might be exactly what happens, And now that the pressure is off and, and they can just kind of play loose and, and play the way that they uh, want to play. And also maybe there's some relief over the benching. Maybe Blake Bortles had really ruined the, the morale of the team so much that maybe they can play a little looser now that they know, oh, that guy's not out there anymore. Whatever yep. Cody Kessler does, it won't be Blake Bortles. So at least we got that.
0: And Cody Kessler did nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but
1: and he, didn't, wasn't throw any, expected he didn't
0: throw any picks.
1: He didn't. He took care of the ball. He did not turn it over.
0: So maybe that was all that Jaguars defense needed. Was was that change? And, we, you know, we were talking about that when we made the pick, about the stories in the locker room, and, you know, and all the, the turmoil that they had there. And Boy, they, I, I did not expect to see them put up a zero not in this league. Not, not, not now. Not well, with now
1: Yeah, that's the thing. In today's NFL, to see a six nothing final, I, my mouth dropped when I saw that yeah. across the bottom line. I'm like, oh come on, Re- what really? They, no, no points at all. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, nothing. I mean, the Colts uh, didn't even attempt a field goal. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck. What? Had to throw, he, he threw the he threw the ball here at his fifty two attempts. Fifty two. Yeah. And only got 248 yards.
1: That's a uh, very, very low uh, yard per attempt. <laughs> My favorite yeah. stat.
0: <laughs> yeah, your 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 favorite stat. And it uh, looks like they held them to around about 40 yards rushing. So, no, uh, good for the Jaguars. I, I expected them to show up and take out a little frustration. And, uh, boy, did they.
1: Uh, they. They certainly did. I was very stunned by that.
0: Boy, howdy.
1: Uh, I had some thoughts on uh, the Kansas City situation and Kareem Hunt uh, that I was ruminating about when I heard, uh, I actually didn't hear any of his interview with ESPN, but I heard some references to uh, some of his contrition and uh, just coming out so early in the process trying to get in front of things and give his side and say how sorry he was for everything that had happened. Um, I don't think there was anything remarkable, remarkable about his comments, but I just, it it occurred to me, I guess, that his reaction to it to, I guess, lie to the team and lie to the, uh, I don't know if the NFL even bothered to question him about anything, but to lie to the chiefs about what had happened and and pass it off as, as not being as bad as it was. And then the chiefs respond, of course, by uh, cutting him. Uh, I, 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 I guess I don't want to be as hard on Kareem Hunt for uh, lying about it as initially I would want to be. Just trying to put myself, I guess, in his shoes. Uh, If you think about whatever the worst act of your life is, and and we all have things that we've done, um, some much more severe than others, but if you think about that moment in, in time that you've committed the worst act of your life, whatever that is, some of us uh, would immediately own it and, and fence up to anybody around and, and say, hey, you know, I did this uh, and whatever punishment goes down, I deserve that. And some of us would not. Some of us would, like me, I'm thinking about the worst act that I've ever uh, done in my life. And I'm not going to talk about it in specifics because it was a criminal act. But just thinking about the worst thing you've ever done, uh, a lot of people would be afraid to confront it and would just deny and and lie and try to cover it up and hope that it never ever sees the light of day and just deflect and, and just trying to avoid and dodge and, and, you know, not really confront what happened head on because you don't, you don't want to, you want to hope that uh, it just goes away. And I think that's probably what Kareem Hunt did was, you know, I did this horrible thing. I can't believe I I went crazy uh, like I did. And uh, I'm going to, you know be straight and and fly straight and not get into any more incidents after this i I guess he had a busy off season he had like three different incidents three
0: different ones yeah three different ones
1: so since the football season started he managed to keep his nose clean so that's good for him but uh he, he probably just was hoping that the tape would never get out if he even knew there was a tape um and just lie about it and hopefully it'll just go away hopefully this chick won't uh, you know, the the she already went to the police. They already pretty much poo pooed her and shoot her away. So I'm I'm good on that end. Uh, maybe this will go away. Maybe nothing will ever come of it, and I just won't do anything like that again. Um, and it didn't it didn't work out that way. But I guess I'm being a little more lenient uh, than I would be because I'm just imagining the worst time of your life, the worst thing that you've ever done. Some of us want to. You know, come right out and confront it. And some of us want to shield ourselves and and protect ourselves and go into the complete protect mode and and lie and do whatever you got to do. So I'm not saying I completely understand, but I kind of understand.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and you never know what's going through his mind. In his mind, maybe it wasn't as, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal or wasn't that bad or it was justified or had he been drinking, you know, what was that? Was there any of that going on there that would have, you know, or, it's just, you know, the cover your ass. No, 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 I'm good. No, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know what the depth of the lying entailed. We don't know what he actually lied. What did he lie about? We just know he lied to them. I mean, did he just tell them, no, nothing happened. It was okay. And then they looked at it and went, well, that's a lot more than nothing. And then they just decided to cut him for lying. So I don't know what the Q&A was on that. So yeah, it's real hard for us to pass judgment here.
1: Yeah, I kind of don't know
0: what mind, he lied like, about. Man. I really don't know what he lied about. I just know he well,
1: lied. And now he's off the team, And but he'll be on another team next year sometime, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, he went unclaimed uh, on waivers. Now, nobody nobody put in a oh, claim, he, claim for him. Completely so they, they, they want, right they're now. waiting for the punishment. They're waiting for the punishment. Yeah, he'll, right. he'll, be, he'll be sort of unceremoniously signed in the offseason. Especially once the commissioner actually doles, I think people are waiting to hear what the punishment's going to be before they decide to pony up.
1: Yeah, just PR wise, just completely toxic yeah. right now. So he's coming
0: back on something short-term, incentive-laden, but he's he's not going to have a problem with the on the field. On the field's not his problem. He's a great player. Right.
1: So that's why he'll definitely get another chance. So Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Uh, not distracted after all of that, no. uh, not at all, not even a little bit. No. Uh, and, and yet, I still get my backdoor lock cover. Thanks, very to backdoor.
0: But that was a point when they could have used Kareem Hunt
1: to help put the game away with the with the run yeah. attack. That's true. Uh, and yet, I still get my backdoor cover. Thanks to that awful Kansas City Chiefs defense. Thank you, Chiefs defense, for being as terrible as you are and allowing Oakland to come back and, and put up some points and some yardage and. Uh, give me that backdoor cover with the spread. So thank they you for almost,
0: They almost turned garbage time meaningless, but you never felt like the, the Raiders were going to win that game.
1: No, of course not. But just just to stay within two scores. That's all I needed, and that's what they did.
0: Yeah, and that was a game that had been out of reach for a while, and then Oakland right. gets two touchdowns, like bam, bam, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It's like, of course they did. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I will gladly take that one. Um, so the b- dominant uh, Baltimore defense in the Dome, I think is the biggest uh, story about the uh, Rams victory over the Falcons, because you can talk about Lamar Jackson again, if you want, he, he was fine. In the, in the Ravens. Uh, what did I call them? The Rams. Nah. Uh yes. The Ravens. Wrong, in the wrong dome.
0: Dull. They were both playing in a Dome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um it's been a long day. I worked twelve hours a day. Um so yeah, the Ravens uh defense in the dome shutting down the Atlanta Falcons, uh to me was, was the uh the bigger accomplishment because Lamar Jackson was fine again, doing his sort of almost Michael Vick impersonation. He I, I, he certainly doesn't have the arm, but I can when he's running I can see a little bit of that. The little lanky black kid running up and down the field and uh trying to avoid all these big massive football players trying to kill him. Uh there's a little uh element to that. Um, You know, he got a few throws off, but it it was what they did to uh, the Falcons offense and and played some excellent, excellent defense and shut Matty Ice completely down. And that's what won the game for the Ravens.
0: And we were both on that. You know, we both fully expected. I I don't know if it was the way we expected Atlanta to struggle, but I didn't think their offense was going to be particularly potent. I mean, and I didn't, if, if I thought Atlanta's offense was going to come out and have a great day, I probably would have picked them, because I didn't think—I don't think Lamar Jackson is, is going to win any shootouts anytime soon. He's going to win—he's going to win a lot of games that look just like that. He's yeah. going to make some exciting plays. He's going to keep them moving. He's going to look like a rookie at times, but he's for the most part going to be competent, and he's going to let the defense do its work. That's going to be the Ravens' key to success. I well, would not. Ravens... Put, I would not let Joe Flacco sniff snaps under center <laughs> for them until this peters out.
1: That was my next question. What the heck is John Harbaugh going to do about Joe Flacco and, and Lamar Jackson? That whole situation.
0: I would. I would ride this train un, until it stops. Baltimore has, after a sort of a sour note there in the middle of the season, they have moved back into wild card uh, contention. They've even moved back into division contention thanks to Pittsburgh continually crap in the bed.
1: Yes, they have.
0: So I would I would roll with this. That's just me. I will, it remains to be seen. But if they make the move back to Flacco and it starts to falter, if he go if they do go back to Flacco, it's on a very short leash.
1: Oh, that's uh, probably the wrong move then if you're going to do that because I hate the quarterback on a short leash deal because then you, you you almost feel like the eli manning deal the last few years that every single <laughs> time he throws an incomplete pass uh oh, get him out boo, get him out of that that doesn't really
0: yeah uh, well i don't do know it well. if it's an advertised short leash you never want to come out in the media and say that that's always the death knell if you're going to yeah. come out and say that you're going to give somebody a start but they're going to be on a short leash just bench them
1: yeah uh, definitely Definitely agree they're going that. to give
0: you exactly what you want. They're going to play tentative, and they're they're you know they're going to try not to lose, so they're going to try to be too perfect, and mistakes are going to happen. So if you you don't trust somebody enough that you got to put them on a short leash, make the move. So I don't think that they would actually come out and say that Flacco's on a short leash, but I think in their minds he would be on a short leash. But I I don't want to hear like we owe it to Joe stuff. You, you don't owe him anything <laughs> other than a lot of money. That's what you owe him.
1: You're not Dusty Baker. You don't. You don't need to respect the veteran, and you don't owe him anything.
0: Fred They don't owe know to they don't know wow. it to Fred McGriff.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I think I agree with, uh, with that sentiment. To keep Lamar in there, he's he's played well enough. Uh, again, the defense. If they're going to do this, if they're going to hold uh, Matt Ryan to one thirty-one and hold the running attack to thirty-four yards as a team, uh, well, fuck. I mean, you can you yeah. start anybody at quarterback if they're going to do that.
0: It's gotten so bad. Here, Here's how bad it is. I am trying to get out of going to this football game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that game was going to be a lot more important a while ago. And, yeah,
0: uh, my, my wife I is always excited do. to go to any Packer game, no matter how good or how bad they are. But I, I told my wife, I like, if you can find somebody to go with you, uh, I'll stay home. I, I will watch that on the comfort of the couch, and I will enjoy a day home with my children. So,
1: and, and the weather is part of that, right? It's not going to exactly be uh, be like
0: 20, it's going to be like 20 degrees. So, okay. So we're going to get up, we're going to put, you know, put on snow suits. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to drive an hour and a half, pay to park, walk a mile and a half to the stadium and watch a really shitty football game
1: with an interim coach.
0: Well, I, that's not that. That's actually one of the minor interesting parts of this game for me is <laughs> how Green Bay looks now that now that McCarthy's gone. Now that it's uh, Joe Philbin taking over on the interim basis, do they do do they get a little bit of a spark with him being gone? I mean, but it's you know, but they're they're also Atlanta's terrible. This is not a good spot for the Falcons on the road in the cold either. This is going to be some dreadful football. Um, on yeah. Sunday at Lambeau Field. Two four-win teams. That's what we want to see.
1: <laughs> and poor Wayne Larrabee. Uh I, I did get to hear oh, the Oh, he's going to make
0: call. it sound so exciting, though.
1: Uh, the radio call that Mason Crosby missed to end the game, though, he sounded downright suicidal, man. He sounded so <laughs> sad.
0: Was he tying the rope around his neck and he was about to leap it, out of the booth?
1: exactly what it sounded like, man. Oh. But uh, that brings me back to uh, the Monday night game and Jason Witten in the booth. I don't know if you heard this, but well, you said you went to bed. So uh, I, I think he said this after, uh, after that point in time, but they got to the topic of the McCarthy firing and Jason Witten said he was surprised by the firing. How can you be surprised at Mike McCarthy oh. getting fired as bad as he's been the last several years and as much as his quarterback clearly hates him? How do you see?
0: How, oh, that's that's somebody who it, it only has to know what's fed into his ear he only has to know the game that's before him he's clearly not invested at all or are living in the area you know so i mean i know a lot about the packers because i live here it dominates the media i mean the packers are wisconsin right i mean this whole state lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, Packers football. You know, and I'm one of the guys who was down on McCarthy before it was like the thing. It, it, you know, I I've so I've this none of this is news to me. Cause I've been watching this. And Jason why why is Jason Witten stunned? Like I can't believe they've ever bike McCarthy. Well the Packers haven't been good for a while. They they you know the last they've blown They've blown big leads. They did, oh, there's so, you know, the clock management, so many things. The lack of any kind of creativity in their offense, even when your quarterback is coming out and basically just talking about how how bad the play calling is, you know, and how the offense has basically just been either Aaron Rodgers catches the other team off sides or catches them with 12 men on the field, and that's the only way they can make a big play downfield, not that it's out of any sort of creativity. Or the offense has been, let's just have the worst offensive line in football and let Aaron Rodgers run around and make plays. I try not to get hurt, oftentimes unsuccessfully. It's time for a change then. But yeah. because McCarthy's a name and he's had past success and he won a Super Bowl nine years ago, you know, it's, it's worth uh, – Jason Witten can go, I'm stunned I'm shocked! I'm well, shocked! I tell you that there's gambling in this establishment.
1: He also lightly debated Booker McFarlane on the uh, timing of the firing. That Witten was uh, on the side no. of keep him in and respect oh. that he's won a championship and let him finish the season with some dignity.
0: No. no, they did. They they did exactly the right thing. You cannot lose to a team as pathetic as the Arizona Cardinals when you're already on the hot seat. I don't care. I don't care what franchise you are, you become a joke if you keep him around now.
1: And the text that you sent me about they gotta fire him right, I had one I had a one word response to that.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, uh let me look at that. It was yes, disgraceful. I mean that basically mm-hmm. I think you were talking about the Packer effort, uh, in that game.
1: Well, I didn't get to see any of it, but just oh. the the final score of Arizona 20, Green Bay 17 at the frozen tundra of Lambeau yeah. Field. In just, snow. just that.
0: It was snowing when the game started. I mean, everything was lined up for this to be a, a complete and utter Packers squish.
1: And you lose to that outfit.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, you know, in a game where um, – they basically went right down the field on the opening drive and just like bing, bang, zoom, right into the end zone, touchdown. It's 7 nothing, and you think, oh, it's on. And then it just it just kind of lingers. and, and it, Oh, that was actually the second quarter. They had some bad stuff happen in the first quarter. It was in the second quarter they finally got their act together, but then it's like it's 10-7 at halftime. you are like, oh, okay. And then Arizona's up seventeen ten going into the fourth quarter again there's no no second half adjustments Green Bay in the second half of that game managed a touchdown one touchdown terrible
1: yeah I just and this is from somebody who picked Arizona with the spread that I still had no expectation that the Packers would lose the game to 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 Josh Rosen and the Cardinals with no talent surrounding him that no I, I did not see that coming at all so that was just the whole thing was disgraceful to me uh uh
0: yeah was, Josh Rosen Josh Rosen only threw for 149 yards in that game
1: wow that's uh and, and and you lose and you lose that and you lose that game. Uh, so yeah. Like I said, you they come in uh, with the worst run offense and and just run all over you. That's the thing. That's that that that's the defense needs fixing almost as bad as the offense uh, right now. So they they yeah, they're starting over from scratch pretty much uh, in, and, in the for next season.
0: Yeah, and looking at the stat, your favorite stat that yards per attempt for Aaron Rodgers on the day four point seven.
1: Oh, that's awful.
0: That was worse than Rosen. Man, well,
1: that's a good way to get fired. If you're going to get fired, uh, go out on a complete shit effort like that. Oh, and and I didn't even
0: talk about this um, in the recap of the game. The biggest thing that was really standing out to me wasn't just that, you know, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was just completely full of quit. Uh, His his receivers, he he probably had seven drops in that game. Mm. Like they didn't care either. The the amount of dropped passes that the Green Bay receivers had it was obscene. I mean, it balls right on the numbers, just bouncing off their chest. I, you know, just nobody. They they had nothing. They they. they I, I'm shocked. I actually I can't believe I took the Packers in that one.
1: I saw the one highlight of the one deep ball down the sideline that was over the guy's head. He was wide open.
0: Yeah, that was the whole game. You could just watch that on a loop. It was either overthrows, underthrows, bounce passes, or drops.
1: That was the whole gauntlet.
0: Yeah, they they were equal opportunity offenders um, in that game. I don't know if there's Um, let's see here, uh, quick Rams Rams Lions yeah ho hum Rams blew them out Uh, Broncos Bengals yep yep exactly what we expected yeah Houston Houston took care of business totally on cue Titans didn't Uh, cover ten what a shock.
1: Yeah, for Houston, just Uh, Deshaun Watson completed his first eleven passes. He's efficient. He's he basically has rounded now into last year's Deshaun Watson, uh, which
0: is. That's what we said when we made our pick. That's what we said when we made our pick. Like here's here's the Texans that we wanted to see in the second half of last year after Watson broke his uh, or blew out his leg, right? Blew out his ACL or was it? Yeah. Um. This was this was the Texans. This is what we wanted. Defense, Toshan Watson making big plays, uh, running, throwing, that they could run the ball. And now they've, got, now they've got it all. And Houston is going to be a scary out for somebody in the playoffs here. We may have been wrong about which AFC South team was making the Super Bowl.
1: They may have been. Eight in a row now after losing their first three is, is quite the streak. Yeah. Um,
0: extending... They're all red, uh, extending their NFL record <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's after being right. zero Every and three uh, to now have nine in a row, nine and three, after being zero and three, and uh, you know right there in a tie with New England uh, for that number two seed,
1: and and not stopping anytime soon, it would appear. Uh, And the crazy thing about the Titans not covering is not just that they they were down 16 to nothing to the Jets. That
0: was a big comeback for the Titans though, but give them credit. They did it. (laughs) But yeah, you you shouldn't be getting at home in Tennessee. You should not be having to come
1: back. Jake McCrown. They were getting that work. But, yeah, they did get the the big comeback win. Yeah, but
0: the Jets found a way to lose, and that's why they're terrible.
1: (laughs) And that's why they're the Jets. Uh, So, speaking of those Titans, they may have some trouble finding those kind of points in this matchup Thursday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars, not just because of how the Jaguars are playing defense, but because in the last meeting uh, in week three between these two teams, Another single-digit score. If we remember back that far, Tennessee went to Jacksonville and won 9-6.
0: 9-6. That was the um, Blaine Gabbert game.
1: That's right. Uh, A game where there were zero combined touchdowns, five field field goals, and 12 punts. So if it's that ugly again Thursday night, don't say you weren't warned. We warned you Uh, in any event. The Jaguars uh, out of the playoffs picture at four and eight, but maybe playing for some pride are four point underdogs at the six and six still trying to contend Tennessee Titans. I
0: I, I liked the Jags defense coming up big last week and I did not like the Titans at home laying an egg against the jets. I think the Jaguars spring the upset and win the game.
1: Okay. Uh, It may well happen. I'm going to take the Titans and give the four the, the you know, basically the, the old home team on the Thursday night deal, but also uh, Jacksonville is playing bad on the road this year. One in four, one and five. If you count the, the England game, one and five, Tennessee four and one at home. Uh, I still don't trust the Jags, I suppose. Uh, I, I, they still haven't earned my trust. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Titans.
0: This is garbage time now for the Jaguars. I think we're going to get a completely different Jaguars team. They really impressed me, shutting out Andrew Luck and the Colts, shutting them out. I still can't believe I'm saying that.
1: Yeah, that, that was that was stunning. That was a very stunning result to see. Yeah, um, and, yeah, you, and you, again,
0: the short week, the short week thing here. I mean, this almost like. Doesn't scare me because it's the defense that you know. They, I'm not worried about like rust or the offense or game planning. I think the Jaguars are just gonna. I think they they, they, they probably didn't want days off. That defense was probably so uh, strung out and high and uh, on on that win that they just wanted to keep going. That defense looked like they could have just played another four quarters.
1: But now to ask them to come down from that for three days. Ramp it back up, get on a plane no, we'll to go see. to Nashville and, and do it all over again. Yeah, we'll see. They, they, they may well do it, but uh, I, I'm gonna have to pick against them no. in this one. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we got something to watch for.
0: And they that could end the Titans' season because you're gonna start to we're starting to get to that point in the season where these bubble teams, one more bad loss, you could be done.
1: Titans are uh, one of four teams in the AFC right now with six and six records. Uh, so they would really hurt their chances to make the playoffs if they were to go down and defeat uh, all four of those teams. Have to catch the seven and five Ravens for that last wild card spot at the moment. So basically, they all gotta uh, win out, and they're not all gonna win out uh, if they want to catch the Ravens. And they still may not make it. The Ravens may be on enough of a roll that uh, maybe Chargers and Ravens as the wild cards just, they may have it sewn up from this point.
0: It's possible. But if there's anything that could give all these teams hope going into uh, week 14 here is that the Ravens are going to Kansas City this week.
1: That may be one. There may be one L.
0: So Uh, that could make things very interesting. (laughs) Although, not
1: not giving away a pig, but the way the Uh, Chiefs defend the ball uh, running, uh, the Ravens may get that one too. Lamar Jackson in the running game may just just run all over. I
0: I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is throwing for 160 yards or 130 yards or whatever. (laughs) You might have that in the first half.
1: Yeah, you may be right about that. Well, I wouldn't have expected Matty Ice to do that either, believe me. Uh, As as his fantasy owner, I was uh, very, very shocked at that particular result. Um, And and you will not be hearing any more fantasy updates from me this year because that is over. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the Ravens actually strike me. Their their profile is one of the teams that could go into Kansas City and win because they rely so much offensively right now on the running attack ever since Lamar Jackson got put in. Um, and that's exactly the, the Achilles heel of the Chiefs is giving up the run. So it may set up perfectly. I'm not, again, not saying I'm definitely going to take Baltimore, but they do have the profile to be the type of team to pull that off.
0: All right, we still got. I'm sure you still have to break that all down. We got four more days now here to go.
1: Get all my injury reports and, and all of that gathered. Yeah, we got the, yeah. the th- only three days. We got the Friday. Three days because it's got, a Friday
0: show this week. That's right.
1: Got limited time, which is why I'm really glad we got this recap show in on on Tuesday. We did it tomorrow and then came back for Friday. Oof, that would have been uh, would have been a little rough.
0: It's yeah, and it's weird because we picked the game, and I keep thinking it's tomorrow night
1: right usually it is
0: so in my mind i'm already thinking that it's wednesday
1: we'll see if the uh spread is on pick watch and screws me out of a half a point one way or another so i, I got the treatment that you got uh in a lot of these picks this year where you get screwed well, out of a point yeah. half point one way or the other so I, I i feel your pain brother
0: yeah it hurts hurts because you think you're on the winning side and then you're like no that's not the line when I picked the game but then I rode with my because cause how often are you going to sit there and make a pick at a spread and then oh well, it moved to half a point and then you change your mind because then you'll second guess yourself of
1: course and I then you don't get it do that. and
0: you're just like oh it got me
1: no I, you can imagine my shock and outrage when oh, yeah. I get the, uh, the, the 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 results and see me with a loss for Buffalo at three and a half and see him with a win for Buffalo at plus five. Like,
0: how the hell did he get plus five? Oh my God. He bought it at the right time.
1: Yeah. Very early in the process. So yeah, good on him. Uh, That's where we're sitting right now. uh, Maybe he
0: wouldn't have liked Buffalo as much at three and a half.
1: He's got 106 wins against the spread using these spreads that we've been using on the season. Uh, and I have 105. I would be in first place right now if not for that one particular game. So hopefully I don't wow. lose the whole thing by one game.
0: Oh, that that would hurt.
1: That would really hurt.
0: There's always week 17.
1: Uh, the complete coin flip. Yes. Yeah, That would be interesting. All, all, and, and, all these other experts, I want to see what they do. You know how 17. many
0: teams are getting – I mean, there's so many teams that are playing for nothing right now.
1: Oh, by week seventeen, yeah, like twenty teams, twenty twenty-two teams are going to have nothing on the line yeah. at all.
0: I mean, just the way that the standings are shaping up here, you don't have many divisions in question. The wild card is basically boiling down to the the second spot in. I mean, the NFC you still have both wild cards up for grabs potentially because you've got you know six teams. Am I looking at this right? Yeah, you got six teams all within two games of each other. So I don't think we're we're going to give any love to Tampa here. So let's say five teams within a game of each other. So there may be some teams playing for some, but this is all going to shake out. So I don't think by the time we get to week 17, there's going to be a whole, there might be two meaningful games.
1: (laughs) It, It might be that few. You're right. There's always uh, teams that have uh, home field advantage in a particular round on the line, uh, but more and more it seems like those teams are choosing to not give a damn and rest their players and just say, if we don't get home field, we don't get home field, we don't care. Um, And and I I find that – or a bye week or something like that. Um, And more and more teams are just saying, we'd rather get the rest. We'd rather give our guys week 17 off and, and play our scrubs. Uh, which is kind of an interesting development, it's a little bit reminiscent of what the, what's going on in the NBA with so many stars taking this game off and that game off. Nobody plays 82 anymore in the NBA, nobody. Um, and it seems more and more like a, a very few people play 16 in the NFL unless you absolutely have to. So definitely something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, uh, who's, who's also going to be on the golf course? Halfway through oh. the game, you know? Whose mind is going to be on the tea time on Tuesday morning? It uh, you know, the,
1: the family trip to Tahiti the next morning. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The, you know the, the travel arrangements that they have to make. The the, the the cleaning up the locker. The guys who know they're not going to be back. The coaches who know they're about to get fired. Week week seventeen is an interesting thing.
1: Uh, guess, uh before we get out of here, I wanted to give just a little love to the pick site because there's some useful things on there that I haven't. Really looked at much or uh, pointed out on the show. First of all, for every game, there is a percentage of whoever is making these picks. Um, You can see how popular a particular pick is. um, And you don't, obviously, you don't want to necessarily skew your picks depending on how popular the pick is amongst all the people making those picks, but that is uh, still uh, interesting to see what percentage uh, of of what games are being picked, you know, which side is being picked. Uh, For instance, these games uh, coming up in week 14, obviously not a whole lot of people have made all the picks uh, for, for, for all the games in week 14, but a a number of them have already. And so the very early look at where the, uh, the percentages are, uh, there's, a, I'm counting three, I believe, already uh, picks that are, not four, 80% or better on one side, on four picks wow. already for week 14. That would be Buffalo by three and a half over the Jets is at 82%. And that's fascinating to me. Uh, I don't know how you trust uh, the project that much against anybody, but it's the Jets and the Jets are terrible. So I kind of understand that, but that's that's a lot. Uh, 82% already on, on Buffalo is a lot. Um, 84% on the Texans minus four and a half against the Colts. That's understandable. The role that the uh, that the that the Texans are on and that the Colts are coming off a of shutout, so that makes sense as well. 81% on the, uh, the the Clippers taking on the Bengals. The Clippers are minus fourteen. And that makes sense. The Clippers may still fade and choke at the end of the year like they always do, but the Bengals are already on the golf course, already planning the trip to Tahiti and already have been for quite a while. Uh, And then the Monday nighter is also at 80% right now. And that's Seattle at home, uh, three and a half point favorites over Minnesota. And that makes sense because the Seahawks are playing their best ball, it would appear right now. And they're at home, which is usually very tough. And the Vikings are coming off a tough loss to the Patriots. That's two tough back-to-back road games. You go to new England and have to go to Seattle. That's, that's asking a lot. So that's understandable as well, but yeah, that's always interesting to see and uh, try to figure out what side is getting the most play and, and see if those spreads will be adjusted uh, later on as the week goes on, you would think that they'd have to make some adjustments on all those spreads uh, considering how heavily they're being uh, bet on one side at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, so these people trying to, you know, get their picks in before the action starts coming in. Interesting. Yeah, already.
1: Yeah, I don't I can't make myself do that. I, I rely so much on the sort of last minute preparations, but yeah, a lot of people just go pick all the games right off right off the bat as soon as the spreads are made available. And I that I I believe on this site you can change your your pick all the way up to when the game starts. Uh for uh, uh, in contrast to Covers dot com, that handicapping uh, uh, that free handicapping game, that pick always is now and always has been. You make your pick and click submit. It's frozen. You can't change it. So that's one you. I've always uh, that I think that's what got me in the habit of waiting until the last second to make my picks is knowing that if I make a pick and then the quarterback breaks his toe in practice and can't play, that I can't change that pick. It's frozen in. It. So that that's what got me on the habit. Um, but I believe in this one uh, on this site, you can change your pick, uh, you can go back and forth. Um, and then the other thing that's interesting about the site to me is, uh, if you remember way way back when I had the time back when we before we both had wives and whatnot, uh, when I would sit there and try to figure out which teams that each of us make our best picks with, and which teams uh, are our worst that we can't figure them out for shit. Um, And I used to do that by hand and manually go down our picks and cross reference and all of that. Very, very time consuming. This site has computed for me, my top five teams that I pick uh, the, the the teams that I pick the best Uh, is not that I pick them all the time or pick against them all the time. It's the teams that I'm correct on that particular game with, with those teams. And it has the bottom five, the teams that I'm the worst against. So, my top five that I've bet the most uh, correctly this year, that I, I guess made the most money with, would be number one, those Cincinnati Bengals. I'm eleven and one picking Bengals oh. games.
0: Uh, you know I they're trash.
1: The Cincinnati Bengals, because we know they're trash. My number two best team is the New Orleans Saints. And that's a little edge that if you've listened to the show that I give you at the beginning of the year, some of these coaches do not get their teams prepared for week one for some reason. And Sean Payton is one of them. And sure enough, they lost that opener and did had not lost since until the Dallas game. Um, And in between all those times I had the Saints. So I'm nine and one uh, picking saints games. Uh, Some of these uh, that don't add up to uh, every week, is because I actually, if I have picked the, the, the score of a game and it's correctly uh, right on the same as what the point spread is, I'll just not pick the game for this contest. I don't have to pick sides, uh, you know, one way or the other. But for us, when we make our picks, I do have to pick a side. If my, if my I If I pick a game, if I think it's going to be a three-point victory and the spread is three, I still have to pick a side for our purposes, one or the other. But for uh, on this game, if it's right on the same number, I don't pick it. So that's why I only have 10 games uh, picked for the Saints. But 9-1 with the Saints. Number three, the uh, Baltimore Ravens kind of surprised me. Usually I'm struggling trying to pick Ravens games, but I'm 10-2 this year picking Baltimore Ravens games. Uh, fourth place will be the Atlanta Falcons, where I'm 7-2 picking them. And that one makes sense to me because – I'm on them early in the year when they're pretty good. And then as they keep losing pieces one by one, I get off them because it's easy to see that they're not the same team as they were before. So I, I I understand that. And fifth surprised me as well. The Indianapolis Colts, I'm nine, two and one against the spread picking the Colts. And the reason that surprised me is because I'm surprised the Colts are as good as they are this year. So I don't know exactly how I managed to, get their pick right uh, nine times, considering I didn't think they were going to be this good. But uh, I guess I was riding the wave of them uh, earlier this year. Uh, But I picked up that loss uh, against Jacksonville. So it was nine and one before this past Sunday. Now my bottom five teams, the teams that I cannot get right and cannot figure them out. And no surprise at all. Number one at the top of the list is a team that just kept winning. And I kept denigrating them and saying that they were not that good And that's the Washington Redskins. I'm three and nine picking (laughs) Redskins
0: games. Uh, I I, I picked up a few wins against you, crapping on the Redskins.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And so I finally get on them this past Monday night, yesterday. And what happens? Sanchez. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah. I handed you the reins. Oh, here you go. And (sighs) right off the cliff.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh,
0: you were riding I'm trying, with your I'm boy just... Colt McCoy yeah, that's
1: what It's always a team It's always one of those teams every year That, that, that I finally jump on And alright I guess I'll believe in them And oh fuck there we go so that's the end of that. So worst are the Redskins at 3-9. Second worst are the Arizona Cardinals at 4-6 with a couple of pushes in there. Uh yeah, I I thought they were going to be a little better if you remember at the beginning of the year when we did the show with Bernard and and you guys are asking what team might be a surprise this year and I kind of threw out the Cardinals. I thought maybe that defense would shore up a little better than it has. Um and, and they, they they had a preseason game where they were making a lot of turnovers and I was like, "Okay, Here's what's going to happen. They're going to make the adjustment to the new rules about you can't really drill a guy anymore. And instead, they're going to go for the ball a lot, see? And, and they're going to create a lot of turnovers. And that's going to really. Well, they
0: got neither. They're not getting the quarterback or the ball.
1: They're not lighting anybody up, and they're not getting the turnovers. So that's a bad combo.
0: They're like so already burns what... jumping past the kick.
1: Three times offside. How the hell do you do that? That's, so... that's quite, quite an accomplishment.
0: It's funny that you brought up that show where we were trying to pick sort of like our our under-the-radar team. Uh, My picks have been so bad this year, I don't even remember who the team was that I picked to be that off-the-radar team to maybe make some noise. I'll have to go back and and, and listen to that show to see how how wrong I was and how wrong we were about some things this season. But, man, I have not. It's just this is one of those to forget. We've, We've both had them. Man, it's been not this hasn't been my year.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that either. I do remember you both saying that the rookie that uh, all these quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, a rookie that you thought would make the most impact yes. eventually would be Lamar Jackson. And man, it looks like that's exactly what's happening. You know,
0: that, thank you for reminding me of that because I totally forgot about that until you started talking about <laughs> who I thought the the rookie quarterback coming out of this class was. And I did I did pick Lamar Jackson because I thought he would. I thought he had a little Deshaun Watson, you know, shake things up in him and he's I don't think he's anywhere near as good of a talent as as Deshaun Watson. But but yeah, he's pretty good. So if I can venture a guess, just knowing the way you've been this year with your picks, that one of your bottom five teams has gotta be the Bears.
1: They are not one of my bottom oh, five
0: teams. Okay. I, I thought for sure. Cause you just you are you know cause you're you're a fan and it's always harder when you're a fan and and you've been on the wrong side of a bunch of Bears games this year.
1: I, I'm not excellent with the Bears. I'm six and five, but I, it's not okay. definitely not one of my bottom that, that's five. Better
0: than I thought you would have been.
1: That's better than I would have thought I was too. Uh, my my bottom five uh, to round it out. Number three is the fucking Dolphins. Uh, number. <laughs> Number four is the Texans. I guess I wasn't believing no. in them. They started 0 3. Why would I pick yeah. up on that uh quickly? But they totally
0: turned that around. And number. That?
1: And number five is the Eagles, the world champion Eagles who have
0: not played like world champions this year. Uh, no, not even close. Hey, but they you know what? They play they play the Cowboys on Sunday. I'll tell you what, they win that game, they're right back in it.
1: Uh, they they're, they won't they're die.
0: Done are not done.
1: Will not die. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys are not uh, running away with it at all. It's 7-5. and five, So they are right back tied for first place if they win that game. Ugh. Oh. I, I don't, can we, can we eliminate the NFC East completely? Can we not have any of them make the playoffs? Is that possible? You
0: know, uh, that's kind of the sad thing in this is that you look at the NFC East and you've got Dallas seven and five, Philadelphia six and six, and Washington at six and six, and then somebody has got to win it. And Everybody's in love with the Cowboys because they just beat the Saints. And I remember how everybody was in love with the Eagles as they were about to go to Dallas and what happened. Hmm. Or the, the Eagles were about to host Dallas, and we both picked the Cowboys to kind of go in there and and, and crap all over that because we weren't believing in the Eagles, and now, the Cowboys, now it's flipped, and the Cowboys are the hot team, and, you know, no one's going to really be giving the Eagles a chance. Yeah, you know what? The funny things seem to happen when you start getting too high one way or the other, especially in these tough division games.
1: Yeah, I think those are a lot of Cowboys fans that just go with that one win, and, and it's over the Saints, and it's uh, such a big win when you consider uh, knocking are done off a now. team. Don't
0: forget the Saints are done.
1: Of course, no. When you knock off a ten and one team, you should feel great about it. I, I don't want to take that away from them, but at the same time, you got to know your team's not very good. You, you really do. Uh, I know you got some uh, improved play out of deck with the Amari Cooper edition so he's looking kind of competent again so that's that's great don't get too high about that I'm just saying uh, you know he's still Dak Prescott so we, we, he had some some very nice throws in that Saints win that made people you know sort of react and say oh Amari Cooper being added that makes all the difference now he's a great quarterback and he's a pro bowler and he's going to be awesome the rest of the way. He had some shit throws too. Don't forget that it's still Dak Prescott and he still makes some shit throws. So, uh, you know, just don't, don't try to get too high about it. That's all. So we'll see on Sunday.
0: Yeah. It's It's a better week of football here. Uh, Actually. There's some interesting games. Yeah. There's some, there's some bad ones. I mean, we get one tomorrow night. That's not particularly compelling. I mean, what tomorrow night, Thursday night, uh uh-huh. That's not all that compelling. But yeah, there, there, there's some good stuff sprinkled in there. We get we got uh you know, Rams Bears on Sunday night is uh that's gonna be interesting. Rams at Bears. Who would have thought that would have been must see TV? It's
1: a styles class game. You got yeah. great offense and great defense. Although and that, I don't know how great Monday, your defense is you get lit up by the Giants.
0: And that Viking Seahawks game on Monday night is uh a very important game. That's playoff, big playoff ramifications there.
1: But again, when I look at 81% are already on the Seahawks for that, apparently people think that that's already a slam dunk. So I guess. Just because it's, it's that high of a percentage, though, of course, doesn't mean that that's what's going to come through because there's some 70%ers this past week that wound up losing. So it's not always a slam dunk.
0: It's interesting though that you can you know you see all that with the, how much action is going one way and then you know how how fun it is to just be on the contrary side of that and win like yeah
1: oh that's that that's always that's that's when I look at all the people below me and how many games that they probably had the the big favorite and thought that they were riding high and and I snuck in with that underdog and uh, Oakland for instance is a good good uh, example of that. Seventy three percent on the Chiefs minus fourteen, and then I, and I took that one. Uh, yeah. So that's just that, that's just one. There's uh, let's see, Carolina was sixty eight percent and Tampa only thirty two, so we we both took that one. Uh, uh, the Giants were only thirty percent versus seventy percent on Chase Daniel and the Bears. That'll teach them.
0: <laughs> hey, we just saw it against the Lions though, right? And, uh, yeah. It wasn't uh-huh. going to. The Lions actually had that game handled until they did it to themselves.
1: Well, that's that's Detroit football this year, unfortunately for them. Uh, now Jacksonville was only twenty percent versus eighty percent for the Colts, but I didn't have that. Wow! Much. Wow!
0: Eighty yeah, percent on oh, the Colts. So I was on that.
1: Yeah, because there was no reason to believe in the Jaguars anymore. So
0: I was, which I'm is with exactly everybody. On why I one. picked them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. You, you're going to have to uh, consider joining the site next year. And then we can compare our picks and percentages and stuff like that. I, I, I like the site a lot. It's it's fun. And it's very well, and, easy to and use. And too.
0: this is a site that actually keeps some of your metrics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to me, which
0: is something that we've, I mean, we're stat guys. I mean, when you know, you're more of a stack guy when it comes to the in-game stuff. But this, that kind of stuff, that's fun.
1: Yeah, like I say, I remember it, when I used to split it up and try to figure out which yeah. ones, which teams were our best teams and which ones are our worst ones. This keeps track automatically.
0: Yeah, because I, I tried to do it one one year because this was back when it was pen and paper. Yeah, and you're trying to flip through the sheets and figure out. Okay, okay, here's this team, and he's oh man.
1: I I remember. I'm I was sitting there at work. I was sitting there work with all these sheets in front of me, trying to figure it out, and people are looking at me like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Don't ask. <laughs> it's 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 weird, and it's me and my buddy are, are football picks, and I'm a numbers nerd. Don't ask."
0: Well, this I mean, this goes beyond know, us. We, we we you know we don't talk about the fact that we used to pick games with more people.
1: Oh yeah, we talk about it every now and then. The high school uh, notebook with yeah. the five or six guys on, on the yeah. on the sheet. And, Big Mike and Big Fred and those guys and Nelson and uh yeah. MLI, Michael Lewis in there, I remember. Uh Slappy, I think, made some picks. Uh so Slappy. It, it, it was No,
0: who was the worst? Who was the worst? D. D was the worst.
1: Oh. Uh, I was gonna ask, was it Nelson or D that turned into the, the, the under three
0: hundred season? Yeah. That was D. Where he'd be I mean, this was picking straight up and he was going like two and Oh. Two and twelve, because that was when it was only, I think twenty, you know, this was pre-expansion, I want to say.
1: Right. Two there were 12. no jaguars or or panthers.
0: Yeah. There were only fourteen games in a week. It was two and twelve, straight Man. up.
1: That's that's awful. <laughs> I would just be looking at the sheet with all his X's going down the list, and I'm like, how did you do that? How would you get all those
0: X's? I don't
1: yeah. I don't understand.
0: Because I don't think we we didn't start pulling in spreads until the four or five years in. Does that sound about right? Three four years well, in.
1: Were we in high school? I think we were. Were we in high school when we started it, doing spreads? Towards
0: the end. Towards the end of high school. Towards
1: the end of high school. So.
0: Because there was always that, that little section right in the corner on in in the paper. And it was super tiny type that just said NFL odds. The, the right. Sheridan
1: lines. Whoever Sheridan Let's, is.
0: What's this? <laughs> <laughs> or reading right, well, little synopses every week of whoever was writing the their picks. Oh, the God. Winner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the guy who every team that was favored by three, he made sure to pick the winner by four. Four. Just happened yeah. to
0: pick that. Well, they still do it. Watch any pick show, any primetime pick show where they're picking a game, and everybody's going to pick a final that's 27 24.
1: Nobody has any guts to say, oh, this team's winning by 30.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see somebody stand up there before one of those games and go, I like this team 38 to 7. Nobody does it.
1: And and not a, an obvious one, neither. Not a 14-point favorite. Like a team that's favored by like 7, and you say you're, they're going to win by 30. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Have some guts. I was—I I said the Giants were going to win that game straight up over the Bears, even though they were underdogs, because that's what I really believed. I, I thought they were going to outrun them and outpass them, and I, I, I believe they actually did that, even though they tried to lose the game late. Um, now the uh, now Chase Daniel actually put it together in the air for, for uh, Bears threw for two eighty six, and and Eli could only get to two nineteen, which is really pathetic. Uh, and not even Eli that was uh 50 of that was Odell Beckham so it was even worse oh god Eli Manning is terrible um but they won the game anyway and, and I thought they were going to win the games I thought they had the the better talent on the field yeah. especially considering that Mitch Trubisky wasn't
0: out there that's it's funny because I, I, I told the story there's a guy I work with who's real heavy into, into the sports betting and he comes up to me and we were, he always wants to get like get the rundown on what my picks are for the week because he kind of wants to get a feel on you know how they line up against his picks and I was all I was we were talking about the Denver Cincinnati game and I was all over Denver in that one and I said yeah it feels like a it like a twenty to ten game you know kind of thing to me I don't think it's going to be you know very high scoring kind of a blowout kind of game so he comes walking up to me he's like you were way off on that I was like what what are you talking about he's like that, would you tell me about that Denver Cincinnati game? It said to, uh, twenty one to twenty to ten. He goes, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a minute left. It's twenty one to ten. You were way off. Then <laughs> he's like, but it looks like Denver's about to kick a field goal. So there Yeah, they, they tacked they on three.
1: Did, so they yeah, they really tacked on the three.
0: Out. They tacked on a field goal in the last minute. But yeah, I told him I felt like a twenty to ten game, and it was like twenty one to ten <laughs> with like a minute to go. So he walks up to try to tell me. He was like, Oh yeah, you were way off.
1: That's, that always feels good to, to me when I when someone asks my advice and I pretty much nail yeah. it. And then, yeah, I get a little boost out of that. Yeah,
0: and at least it was in a week I had a decent week, especially in a week where I was against you know like well, I got the same reaction that a lot of people had when I said I had the Jaguars.
1: The <laughs> 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 oh, Jaguars. Really?
0: What? Really?
1: The Wait, they've been playing. Come on
0: that's a pick that 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 of all you know that of all the picks this year that's the pick that's kind of made for me right that's the pick that's like oh no of course they did
1: yeah that was a just because
0: yeah no i, I had reasons on that one okay. it was a field pick it just it, it i had a thought that the jaguars with the quarterback change and you know the nail was in the coffin and they kind of had the they, they had the you know, they folded up the tent the week before and looked terrible. And, you know, they were they got it out of their system. and oh boy, did they.
1: <laughs> so what's the Fun. difference between a, a feel pick and a just because pick? Because I, I thought that was kind of the same thing.
0: A feel pick, actually – no, a feel pick is me having like a – like I've got a sense of things. You know, it's like you got – like, you've looked at it. You don't have anything that, like, stat, stats-wise, but you've got a feeling that something could happen. Just because is like you have no – you have nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. Everything
0: is pointing the other direction. I mean everything the other way. And you pick a team just because.
1: Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up.
0: Yeah, no, Jacksonville, to me, didn't feel like a just-because pick. I actually put thought into that. (laughs) I had reason. guess. When we made the pick, I didn't just go Jaguars for the hell of it. You know, no, I've had those picks. We know I've had those picks.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I was unclear on the definition of
0: Uh of feeling and just-because and all that. Yeah, it's a fine line between those two, but there definitely (laughs) is a line. And the line itself right. may move a little sometimes, but there's a line between just because and a feel pick.
1: All right. Well, we got our definitions down. We keep saying we're going to do some sort of glossary or definitions of our sort of terms and phrases and terminology oh. and stuff.
0: <laughs> we have and so many now. A,
1: I know. It would be a labor-intensive effort because
0: we have so many. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we and just all the ones that we keep adding in, you know, all the you know, this year we've added Murga. That's right. I mean, we say that on the show, and if somebody's new or they haven't listened before, what the hell's Murga? What does Murga mean? What is that? Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole. There's a whole joke behind the joke.
1: It sure is. There's a lot of explaining and a lot of inside jokes. But hey, if you've been listening to the show, if you're a regular listener, then you already know these inside jokes and terminologies, and you can. Uh, chuckle along with us or shake your head and go, God, these guys are chuds. Uh, Whichever way you uh, react, we're just glad that you're listening either way. Um, That reminds me, I didn't give the plugs for the show. blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. That's where it's uh, going on live. We're not live anymore, but that's where you can listen to our show live when we are on the air live. Uh, This is the podcast version that we're in now. We're in the after show. And of course, you're subscribing to that on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or you came back to the live show page and went through our old shows and clicked through, or you are here because of any number of different apps or podcasting websites, such as TuneIn or Mixcloud or Player.fm, any of those other places. We're glad you joined us wherever you came from. Want to communicate with the show via email, send that to InMuchLessDetail at gmail.com. That's both of us get that. Uh, if you want to talk to us individually, uh, Jason is on Twitter at IMLDJTG, and I am on Twitter at IMLDDre. And our football picks are always up on our blog after we make the picks before the games start on Sunday. The blog site is InMuchLessDetail.blogspot.com. Um, and if you want to keep up on my picks on PickWatch, Watch, the username is IMLDDre, just like the Twitter handle. Uh, so... I'm still hoping to break through and finish at the top of that thing. I can't believe I'm one game behind this guy because of that stupid ass Buffalo pick. Good grief! Uh, but there's a lot
0: of. <laughs> I'm sure there've been others.
1: I'm I sure there's been that, others,
0: and it's just the a most recent one that sticks out to me. Yeah.
1: It's the one that I noticed that we had the same fucking team, but he wins and I lose because of a, a late uh, spread change, which is just uh, unbelievable. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of seasons still to go. Several weeks to go, four weeks uh, to be exact, still to go. So we'll be picking the rest of Week 13 when we come back on Friday. Uh, We'll be getting Week 13 started on Thursday, going head-to-head, as Jason has the Jags on a road victory to keep their momentum going from Sunday. And I have the Titans holding up at home, giving four points. So we'll... Keep an eye on that game, even though neither one of us, I think, really want to watch because it should be quite ugly football, uh, considering who's playing.
0: You know, the Titans. The Titans either get to extend their season another week, or the Jags can put them to bed. So it is an interesting matchup.
1: Yeah, I make fun of how ugly it'll be. I'll be watching. I'll watch the whole thing. I'm sure. even if I get sleepy and have to turn it off, I'll pick it up the next morning before I go to work. I will watch the whole thing one way or another. So you don't have so,
0: to. I'm, I'm, so that, we're doing God's work. So that spread doesn't bother you at all either? Is that, that That's a three-point game or winning ugly for the Titans or any of that? Uh, it, or, or, it, or, a four, or a 14-13 win for somebody?
1: Ugh. You know, uh, going through my little numbers metrics and then coming up with a final score and just kind of abiding by that and ruling out anything else sort of takes the guesswork out of it for me. It has, I've, I've done that over the years now. And so that that's why I'm glad I don't really have to, you know, well, it feels like a three point game. So I don't know which side of, no, I went through everything and, uh, I'll tell you exactly what I have happening. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, uh, Leonard Fournette returns uh, from suspension for this game, so he should be fresh. So I have Jacksonville outgaining the Titans on the ground by a good 50 yards. Uh, but because Tennessee's, some for some reason, trending in making explosive pass plays on the year, whatever's happening with Marcus Mariota, uh, six games ago they were averaging 6.7 yards per throw as a team. They're now averaging 7.8. I don't know if that's Corey wow. Davis coming on and, and becoming a, a big well, factor.
0: I, I, I can tell you what that is. Marcus Mariota's arm got reattached.
1: There you go. That's, that plays a big part, too, that the elbow got healed up, and he's able to actually get the ball farther than 10 yards downfield. So, uh, yeah, they're making more explosive plays. So I have Jacksonville out rushing them, but Tennessee definitely outthrowing them uh, over Cody Kessler for, for sure. Um, So I got I got a quite sizable throwing advantage and a couple of touchdowns uh, through the air. And I have Tennessee winning 20 to 10 after all of that.
0: Ah, Okay.
1: I'm not worried about the four.
0: So I'm sitting here trying to predict your final score before you give it to me. And I thought you would have had it 17 to nine. So I was pretty close.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that is pretty close. I, we both like the under, then I guess we will, we'll go there. We'll agree with that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the over under on that game's all got to be about what thirty eight and a half. Let me see what it is. I, that, I think it's thirty seven and, and a half. Thirty seven and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that was without me looking at it. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that, that's that's good. Uh,
0: yeah, I like that under. Oh, geez, so man, not in Vegas, I'd be taking the, I'd be getting some under action on that one because. I got a sense that could stay under 25, 26. I think that's going to be, you know, 13, 10, 14, 12 territory.
1: Well, the last game came up 15 points, so that's a good bet, I would think, to say that it would be under again. Yeah,
0: it's going to be slow. I think there's going to be – both teams have good defense. I think the Titans don't get talked about as having a good defense, but they do. Um, Titans don't get talked about much in general. Right, it's not a sex. That's not a sexy team. I mean, that, that's not an impressive six and six. They're not one of those six and six teams where you look at them and go, well, you know, a couple of things go their way. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, but the, the, most of their wins have been other than what New England, uh, New England, and was it Dallas? Are those? Are we going to count those as their impressive wins? I want to say all the rest of them were bad.
1: About to say, that has to be the only impressive wins. Said, the other ones were...
0: That's the resume. The,
1: into our glossary again. The other ones, we pulled out the 83 White Sox and said they were winning ugly. Winning so,
0: and ugly. Yeah, I, I coined that, what, week two, week three for the Titans?
1: That first win in week two when they uh, yeah. had the the special team, they had Kevin Byard throwing touchdown passes and <laughs> Blaine Gabbard game yeah. managing and somehow winning. Winning and, ugly. And, yeah. Right off the bat, they were winning ugly. So, well, it, I got them winning ugly again tomorrow night. I, I got it slow and plotting, but. Uh, Thursday of,
0: night. You're doing it, too. Uh, yeah,
1: I did it, too. Yeah, that, that's on me. Uh, but a couple of deep throws by Mariota, that's all it's going to take, It's just a couple. I don't have them going bombs away all game. I just need a couple. That, that's a, that's all I need. Because case, uh, case Keenum, Cody, Cody Kessler, Kessler, is not answering any deep balls from. from were Mar- yeah. for Mariota or anyone else?
0: Uh no. No, they they mustered up 6 points against the Colts. That's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, all right. So I think we're about finished here.
0: Yeah, I'm done. I got an all early right. morning tomorrow and long day tomorrow.
1: All right. So we'll be back Friday night, definitely Friday night, because we have. A, I mean, the the Christmas party thing is 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 kind of squirrely now because the weather uh, forecasted for down here is such a. And you know how Memphis is. Uh, there may be a, a a wintry mix. There there's they've I've heard of weather forecasters quote a possible wintry mix this weekend. So I think we're still on, but there's a slight chance it won't be. But in any event. I'm still planning to do the Christmas party. Even if we don't do the Christmas party, we are you and I are doing the show Friday night and making our picks for week 14 Friday night. We're gonna get that out of the way Friday night, and then we're gonna adjust from there uh, for for anything else that happens Saturday. Uh, so we will be back definitely Friday night. Planning on uh, do Do you need uh, uh do you work late uh, Friday? You're gonna need the 10 o'clock yeah, show, or
0: I will definitely need a 10 o'clock show.
1: Okay. Uh, Friday night, 10 p.m. Central time, 11 p.m. Eastern, and hopefully I will not have worked 12 hours on Friday and hopefully I can sound better than what I sounded tonight, because I'm sure I made a lot of mistakes.
0: It's okay. We uh, both do, all the time. (laughs) We're doing it live.
1: That's right. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and definitely join us Friday night, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern to pick the rest of the games for week 14 coming up in the NFL. We will talk to you then.